Hey everyone, it's Sydney here, and you are listening to The Gathering Podcast. Our vision here at Connections Church is to build relationships as we build God's kingdom. I'm going to sit down with people living out that vision statement and hear about what they've learned along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the conversation. What's up, podcast world? It's Sid, and today I'm sitting down with likely the friendliest person that I've ever met. She's super kind and honestly a role model to me. So here's my friend, Angie. Hello. Well, how are you doing, Angie? I'm doing great. Yeah, it's been nice weather out here. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so let's just get right into this. Sure. Um, first, just introduce yourself to the people. What's your, you know, your name is Angie, but um, <laughs> family and your job. And, okay. Yeah. Um, my name is Angie Sweet. I am married 11 years to my husband, Ryan. We have two girls. Um, Lillian is nine and Violet is five. And between sports and everything, we're pretty busy with that. Um, I work full-time as the children's ministry director at Connections Church. That's funny. Actually, I did a podcast with Jonathan um, yesterday, and him and his wife have also been married 11 years. Oh. So look at that. I didn't know that. I know. That's crazy. (laughs) And that's sweet. Um, So you work in kids ministry. How did you get into that? Um, basically, well, I, uh, since, ever since I aged out of the Sunday school program that was at my church mm-hmm. that I grew up going to, I started helping in the children's area, um, helping with Sunday school. And then I, um, helped with vacation Bible school. I was even in a clown ministry oh. for a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I just, I always really enjoyed kids. I went to school to work with kids and, and everything. Um, and then when I started at Connections, um, I instantly pretty much got into the children's area, volunteering in different capacities. And then when the um, director asked me to come on as staff in 2018 to kind of help lead the children's area, I couldn't, I was very (laughs) excited about it. (laughs) And I jumped at the opportunity. And then come this um, spring, the director she, you know, found a different calling and um, decided to pursue a different career, and which left this job open, and that's why I'm here. Cool. <laughs> so what were you doing before that? Um, I had a in-home daycare that oh. I was running out of my home, mm-hmm. um, which I loved, and it was hard to give it up, but every day... God tells me that this is the right path for me. So. I love that. Yeah. What I love about your story is you said you jumped right into kids ministry. And honestly, I don't think that's everyone's story when it comes to kids ministry. And I think a lot of people will hear kids ministry and think, oh, that's cute. You know, or mm-hmm. like, oh, um, you know, I'll serve anywhere. And then it always ends up being like the last option for people. Sure. So I really like that it was your first option mm-hmm. and that you're passionate about it. Um, but going off kind of you know, the stigma behind it, what do you mm-hmm. think is a common misconception about kids' ministry and working in it? That we're babysitters. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think oftentimes families bring their kids to church to learn about Jesus, yep. um, which is, is great, but that isn't really what church is for. 
we're really here to reinforce what they should be learning at home. Mm-hmm. We, you know, it, it's the parents' job to disciple the children, and it's our job to disciple the families and, and really be a tool for them to use in their stewardship of the children. Um, our personalities today generally are the same as they were when we were in first grade. And so that is when our personalities are formed. And so faith formation is a huge role in our personalities. And Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I reflect on that a lot. But it's not, it's not, it's not so much a promise as mm-hmm. it is a challenge. Because the word train is referring to like con- continual application yep. of the gospel in, in your daily life, not just on Sundays, but every day. So that when you're in life and when your child grows up, that they, they, their heart will have a taste for what it isn't naturally, mm-hmm. what it doesn't naturally desire. Because, you know, the enemy likes to make things look good and fun and, mm-hmm. you know, sweet and stuff. But if, if, they're trained daily, not just on Sundays. It'll be natural for them to go in that direction. Um, at, at Connections, our our mission statement, vision statement, mm-hmm. is building relationships as we build God's kingdom. Yep. In Kids Connections, our mission statement is building relationships as we build God's kingdom because it's important for those kids Um to have a relationship with each other, for us to build that relationship with them in Jesus, to help them with that relationship. And then on top of that, to help build a relationship with the church. The 30% of kids that grow up going to church don't end up going to church. Wow. And that is because, uh, oftentimes, because of their relationship with the church. Yep. And so... Our job is to help them build that relationship with the church, build that relationship with Jesus, and to understand that, you know, it is a relationship that is daily, not just on Sundays. Wow. That was so good, and I have so many things about that. Um, Honestly, I think you just hit the nail right on the head, and even just with my first... Um, point where people think, oh, you know, that's cute, or, oh, we, you know, she's a babysitter, mm-hmm. but you're not, and, you know, if people thought that before, they're not <laughs> thinking that now, because you just, you just, you know, totally wear all your knowledge on your sleeve, and that was great, and I love, I love that, you know, you're honestly, like, you're a pastor to these kids, mm-hmm. and you definitely, you're definitely credible for that, and you have, you have what it takes for that, so that's super cool, um, and Jonathan actually talked about this. Did a podcast with Jonathan, so you should listen to that if you haven't. But um, Jonathan said the same thing, that it's what they're learning at home and that the parental role is really important. Mm-hmm. And, like, likewise for adults, you know, like you said, it's not just on Sundays, but it's how do we take it out of the building. And so same thing for kids. It's not just what you do for them, but then what are they doing outside of the building? Correct. Which is yeah. their parents' responsibility. So I yeah. like that. Yes. Um, okay, I'm going to kind of switch gears a little bit because I liked, I liked how we went into that and how, how that went. So how is it that you – I feel like it's, it's hard to 
wrap my head around, even for myself, just sharing the gospel with kids Mm -hmm. and knowing that they understand it. And then, you know, like you said, most kids don't end up in church. Mm -hmm. And so what, what do you do to prevent that? Or how do you share the gospel with kids? Um, so I think that it's, it's making it relatable to them. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able, they haven't been through the life experiences that we have been through. Mm -hmm. They don't understand what it means necessarily Mm -hmm. to feel Jesus because they're like, I can't feel him, you know? So you have to show them in other ways. You have to show them God's miracles through Mm -hmm a butterfly through Mm -hmm. an ant through a mountain through an ocean you know all these different things that God created Mm -hmm. and how great those are and God created you and he made everything in this world perfect he made you know all the animals perfect he made the oceans perfect he made the sun perfect he made the stars perfect and mostly he made you perfect Mm -hmm. and that was something that I really struggled with growing up is Mm -hmm. I always felt like I was weird or you know like too quirky (laughs) or you know and and stuff and and not understanding that God made me this way on purpose that there's a reason that I you know put my foot in my mouth sometimes (laughs) (laughs) wow that's cool and honestly that kind of sheds some light even just with me you know I'd always think about you know, there's so much you do here, and a lot of people see, like, the cartoons and stuff, and they think, oh, it's not really church, but when you think about it, I mean, a kid, most people, or, I mean, everyone, the gospel is just that we're broken, and Jesus isn't, but it's hard to get a kid to understand that, because yes. most of the time, they don't have that, that brokenness yet, right. which is yeah. good, you know, it's yeah. innocence, but, yes. um, dang, that's big, um, so, Going with all of that said, um, all of the hardships kind of and just the challenges, what is your favorite part about working with kids? I love kids because of their honesty and their innocence. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're funny. Like, there's nothing better than when a kid says a joke that they weren't planning on having <laughs> yep. it be a joke. I, I just love that. Yeah. Um, I love... Now I love sharing the gospel with kids. I love I love that because I think that one thing that a lot of people struggle with and something that I struggled with before I had Jesus was acceptance. I just mm. wanted to be accepted. I wanted to be liked. I wanted to fit in and I I remember I, I got myself into a lot of situations or, you know, that, that weren't safe sometimes, mm-hmm. or just that I shouldn't have been in, mm-hmm. just because I was looking for acceptance. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important for us to instill that you are accepted. Mm-hmm. Jesus has accepted you. You know, you're already there. You don't have to worry about that you don't have the right genes or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. God loves you. And mm-hmm. I think that um, that doesn't answer your question. No, no, 100%. I went off no, on a tangent. No, 100%. That was great. But that's my favorite thing about about working with kids is being able to do that, to teach yeah. them that, because yep. I feel like that's a life skill that I wish I had had, you know? Yep, 100%. Um, with that, you said, I mean, the Bible calls us to childlike faith. Mm-hmm. And so what are ways that you said a little bit about innocence and I even talked about that a little bit, but what do you see in kids and their faith that you just, you know, like kids versus adults, what do mm-hmm. you think we could learn from kids? Um, it's their, their, the childlike faith is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it is, they just 
wholeheartedly understand it on a different level than us. And yep. I don't know if that's because they haven't been tainted by the world yet mm-hmm. or um, or what it is, but they they grasp it differently. They understand faith. They understand the love that Jesus has mm-hmm. on a different level than adults. I think adults tend to be skeptics and yep. kids just, they, they get it. They get the feeling. They may not understand it, but they, they get it right. You know, mm-hmm. but easier yep. maybe. Yeah, I agree. And I honestly don't think it's by coincidence because sometimes I have to think about, you know, very, purposefully did God make us this way you know he Mm -hmm. could have had us coming out of the womb as smart people developing the world you know able to do things but instead he made it that kids were innocent and adults eventually wouldn't be and then so then he had a platform to say childlike faith yeah so that's cool and it's intentional Mm -hmm. um what would you say this is something I hear a lot and it frustrates me so much (laughs) um and I think maybe you'll agree maybe not but um what do you say to the person who might say well in response to kids understanding faith better than adults sometimes, um, sometimes people will say kids have it easy, or, you mm-hmm. know, um, they don't have responsibilities, mm-hmm. they don't have this, they don't have that. Like, well, yeah, Billy understands God, but I don't want to because I'm working a 9-to-5 job every day and I hate it. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to that person? Um, so I think that kids don't have it easier. I think mm-hmm. that the world is probably very confusing for kids. I think mm-hmm. that they see a lot of hypocrisy yep. um, in the world and that's got to be confusing. Their brains aren't fully developed mm-hmm. and so we can reason so much differently than a child can. They they naturally live a little bit more selfishly because their world is only so big mm-hmm. and they only, you know, they only can understand so much and so um I, I wouldn't say that they have it easy. I would say that the world is probably more confusing for them. Um, I would say that their desire to understand and... and um, I, I would say that their desire to understand what's going on in the world is actually more than an adult's because an adult doesn't have time. An mm-hmm. adult is like, I'm here, I'm doing my thing because we're busy and we're taking care of kids, we're working, <laughs> we're doing whatever. And so a lot of times it's easy to not have time to put in the effort. And yep. I think kids naturally put in a lot more effort. I think of this has nothing to do with faith, but I think of just like, <laughs> When my daughter was two years old and we were sitting on the couch and the remote control fell off the couch and I was too lazy to bend over and pick it up. (laughs) And she got off the couch, picked it up and climbed back up on the couch and how much work that was for her. But she was willing to do it. They're just so much more willing to put effort into things, I think. I love that. I love that. I've never thought about that before. Kids really were always like, how do kids have so much energy? You know, and that's, that's good. Um, so I asked Jonathan this again, shameless plug to that podcast. You should go listen to it if you haven't yet. But, um, I asked Jonathan this and I'm curious about your answer. What would you say? I mean, you work with kids in the church, but Mm -hmm. what would you say to someone who isn't in the church or a kid who didn't grow up in the church? Mm -hmm. So maybe they're a little bit older now. What's your encouragement to them? Um, so my thing is is that you're Jesus made you on purpose mm-hmm. and and looking for 
like I said, acceptance in this world, you're never going to get it. Mm-hmm. And there's only one place that you can find that un- that unconditional love, that, you know, that faithfulness. The, the fact that the, your heart doesn't have to worry as much when you have the hope of Jesus. Yep. And that's, that's hard for somebody who doesn't have that to mm-hmm. understand. And so going through my life experiences with somebody and explaining mm-hmm. to them, like, I went to church my whole life. Yeah. I went to church my whole life, and I did not have Jesus until I was 30 years old. Right. You know, so I understand what it's like to go through the motions and not really get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you do understand that having that relationship and and how important it is, I remember one time somebody said, or I remember when, you know, somebody said how people look at being a Christian is not fun. That's mm-hmm. not fun. All mm-hmm. the fun stuff is right. a sin and, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and in reality, it's way more fun. Yeah. It's so much more freeing mm-hmm. to know that I don't have to worry about tomorrow because God's got tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so much more freeing to be able to live a life for Jesus than it is to live a life for this world because you're never going to you're never going to succeed if you're trying to live for this world that is so good (laughs) um I think my final question would be on the flip side of that for someone who grew up in the church maybe you know pastor's kid or just I mean like even your own kids are going to grow up in the church and um what would you say I think sometimes People who grow up in the church see people who come to Jesus in miraculous ways. You know, you have mm-hmm. testimonies about people coming from prison, finding Jesus, and then ministering. Mm-hmm. And they look at those people and they think that their story is not good enough mm-hmm. or that they didn't do the right things or something like that. And some people will just find Jesus. Obviously, there's always discontentment, but they'll just find Jesus without having to go through that. Mm-hmm. And so what would you say to the person who thinks maybe their story isn't good enough? I've got, I've thought that. You know, um, I didn't have any like mind blowing things that got me to this point. I, it was a slow process. It was an, a different understanding. I'm a, you know, a skeptic by nature. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I guess I always kind of had the faith, um, that something was there. I just didn't understand what it was and what it meant to have a relationship with Jesus. Um, but I, I've actually heard my friends who grew up in the church say those words exactly Mm -hmm. like I don't really have a testimony yeah you know I don't and you do though because your life is a testimony Mm -hmm. your life is uh um everyone goes through hard times regardless of you know how much how involved in your faith you are everyone goes through hard times and I think in dealing with those hard times is how you you show others um, Jesus. And so, like, if you're going through a situation, um, I use the example all the time that we, because we had a house fire a few years ago. Oh, and um, I've never felt so much, so close to Jesus as I did in those days that we had the house wow. fire. Wow. And many people came up to me and they're like, I don't know how you're dealing with this, you know, because we were going through a lot. I mean, there was uh-huh. other stuff involved in it too. And, and it was really hard. And it was just, you feel, you, when you feel Jesus with you, you 
you are a light for others. Mm -hmm. And so even if you didn't have a traumatic event or, you know, this complete 180 turn from who you were to who you are now because you grew up that way mm-hmm. doesn't mean you don't have a story to tell it doesn't mean that you aren't going to make a difference in someone's life because you never know when you're going to make a difference in mm-hmm. someone's life wow that's so good i love your response to that do you have any final thoughts for the people um maybe an encouragement maybe a challenge um what do you think um yeah i i, I really I think how you how you said a childlike faith I think that that is very important for us to focus on in mm-hmm. in life is sometimes we just take things too seriously <laughs> like life is you know it's meant to be fun it's meant mm-hmm. to be yes it's a roller coaster but that's kind of the fun of it you wouldn't enjoy the highs if you didn't have the lows and mm-hmm. so in those lows taking that time to focus on all of the good things in your life and focus on Jesus because he's the one who's going to pull you through. There are people in the Bible is filled with people that went through really, really hard times. And, um, they, you know, a lot of them died in hard times for their faith, but they died happy because Mm -hmm. they still had that faith. There is a a pure happiness that comes a joy that Mm -hmm. comes from having a relationship with Jesus. And so if you don't, have a relationship with Jesus, I I encourage you to do whatever steps you feel necessary to make that happen, whether that's talking to a friend, going to church, um, you know, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hesitant to advise you to use the internet because there's so much crazy <laughs> stuff on the internet, but I mean, uh, there's so many ways to, there's podcasts yep. and you know, online preachers, and mm-hmm. there's just so many answers. Um, and read the Bible. That mm-hmm. um, I have never grown more in my faith than when I'm reading the Bible, and it's yep. amazing how much I can just open the Bible and be like, "Okay, God, what am I going to read?" And I read it, and I'm like, "Well, that's absolutely perfect for the scenario <laughs> that I'm in." There is a verse in the Bible for every situation you could possibly ever be in, 100%. and so. Um, reading the Bible and having people that you know that you feel comfortable with to go to to ask questions because nobody wants to feel stupid you know <laughs> right. you you don't want to go to church and, and feel like you don't understand what's going on you want to sure. fit in everyone wants to fit in and and um, so having just you know some sort of person that yeah. you can go to to ask those questions that you feel dumb asking somebody <laughs> else about. <laughs> 100%. Wow. That was good. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It was so good to sit down and yes. hear all this. Thank you. Wisdom from you. That was great. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. We're signing off people. Thanks for listening. Right. Bye guys. <laughs>